Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cossin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi! Oh, we're on. <laughs> yeah, we're on. Hey, guys. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Unwind event. We're so excited. How did you get... Like, we just put the kids down. Um, you were able to get a beer. Where's and my put, drink? And put normal clothes on in like 30 seconds. <laughs> and I am still in my house slippers, my sweats. And drinkless, but there's a dad for you, and there's a mom for you. <laughs> Still going to the last second. Yeah. Well, sorry. How was your coming. long shower? I didn't get to take a long shower. Mine oh. was early. I'm so sorry. <laughs> as much as I wanted to. Um, you guys, thank you again so much for joining us. We're super excited that we're able to do this, especially after coming off of an insane, crazy book tour week last week and um, becoming New York Times bestsellers, which is insane. Has it set in with you yet? No, it hasn't. Has it set in for you? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Well, Catherine had texted me today and was like, hey, is it cool if I put um, New York Times bestseller on like your Instagram? And I'm like, I guess is it like add to weird? the Janet Kramer rap sheet. No, but I'm just <laughs> no, but just it, I don't know. It's just it feels like weird. Yeah, it's hard to own it. Yet mm-hmm. I think I mean you know our editor um, at Harper One Sydney she sent out like the markup for for the new book cover that's going to say New York Times bestseller, and that's sunk in a little bit. But the only reason that's possible is because all of you guys, I went out and bought the book and talked about it and wrote great reviews and showed support. So again, I know we've said it a bunch, but continue to say it. We're extremely humble and fortunate that you guys have given us this opportunity and leaned into us for mutual support because we really appreciate it. I agree. Yeah. You guys really have some fun. I wish we could interact. This we're making the most of these times, you know. We wish we could do our live events with you guys, but this is what we got. And we can't even see anybody. So Jan and I literally feel like we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like we are too. <laughs> there could be nobody out there. There might not be anybody on. We don't know. <laughs> but we know Easton's watching, and that's all that matters. Yep. Um, the book. What's your favorite chapter of the book? This is Good Fight Launch. Favorite chapter? My favorite chapter is probably the Pray On It chapter. Um, you know, we've been asked this question a lot the last couple of weeks, but that's kind of been both of our answers for a lot of the questions where it's like, that's was my favorite, that was the hardest to write, that, um, yeah, those are the two biggest ones. And, and it is my favorite because it's something that we hadn't opened, out, opened up about, you know, to y'all or to anybody else, even on the podcast yet. So um, that was just something that was definitely brand new uh, for all of you that follow us and support us. And listen to the podcast. This was something brand new that no one else has heard. Um, so that was my favorite, just to put that kind of vulnerability out there. You know what's kind of crazy? The, we did a wind down event and we actually shared the story of, like, I know we said, like, we've never shared it and we didn't like really, really share it, but we did say you relapse and then I found out I was pregnant with Jace, which yeah, is great. Like, one, live one live show. And then I was like, oh no, we should save that for the book. <laughs> like, in my head, like, after I said it, I was like, no, we got to write about that. <laughs> I mean, Jana pretty much told everyone, don't you say a word. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time we opened up about it. Yeah. What was yours? 
My favorite chapter to write was probably cleaning uh, was your side of the street because I, it, it's just so me, like how I, when I'm writing it, like even when I said, like, I remember when I heard your side of the street in therapy, I quickly replied, oh, my side of the street is shiny and clean. Thank you. Next. Um, it's just, it was just fun to kind of write in my voice and not be edited. <laughs> you know, that's one thing about this process is like Jana has underestimated her contribution to the book. And, you know, I was telling her that, like a week ago when we were out to dinner, I was like, this book purely took the both of us. Like it wouldn't be nearly what it is if it wasn't for both of us. And because her tone, I just appreciate your writing and what you put in the book because your tone, the way you deliver it, everything is just so like, it's so human. It's so, you know, it just normalizes the conversation and it, it, it gives this like fun, sarcastic tone. And so I think you've underestimated your input and what you, the work you put into that. Oh, no, I know I put a lot of work in there. Okay, never mind. <laughs> there goes that compliment. No, I mean, thank you for the compliment. But like, I know that like, I, you know, I'm not the best writer. That's, that's the difference. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought it was great. But no, I, but I still, yeah, no, I, I know I worked my, my tail off for it. But you did. Yeah. <laughs> How's the beer? It's delicious. How's your wine? I don't have any. Do you want to go get some? No. <laughs> You're doing it the best. Hey, look, we're just talking to ourselves right now. I know. What was, you know, we talked a lot about fights in here. What was a story that we talked about in this book that you that you enjoyed kind of rehashing? I don't know if I necessarily enjoy, enjoy rehashing any fight. Mm -hmm. Like, as we're setting up for Halloween, there are a lot of people are DMing me being like, is Mike going to help you clean up the Halloween decorations this year? And I'm like, ha ha, ah. <laughs> like, uh. Uh. <laughs> like, it kind of just sits a little, I, I, like nothing feels good to come back up. What about something that, you know, it might not feel good coming back up, but you're more proud of on how we handle things now. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. What about you? Um, I think, for example, that Halloween fight, mm. you know, what we're a lot better at now is asking for what we need and not, and uh, giving that to each other. You know what I mean? Like with the quarantine and everything like that, how much it's like, hey, I need five minutes from the kids or I need an hour to work out or I need mm -hmm. this. And us being like, being like, yep, you got it. And just being able to do that. Yeah. So I think that's where we're better at things than we were then. For sure. Here's a question for Mike that just came in. Um, I've been to about six wind downs. Wow. Wow. How do I get my husband to talk more openly? Any tips? A follow-up question to that, I know you can't answer, but a follow-up question would be, what's your agenda? Is your agenda that you truly want him to open up to you, or you want him to be a better audience for you to talk to him? Because if you're, if that's your goal, if you really just want him to be open up to listening to you, then he's going to catch on to that. But if it's truly you want to understand, understand 
what's going on in his head and what he's feeling, then just keep asking him, but in a way that's reassuring. So instead of being like, hey, what are you feeling? Why don't you talk to me? I want to know what's going on. It's more inviting like a friend, like, hey, I really want to understand you and just know that I'm always here. And, you know, and then when if he's still reluctant, maybe open up to him about something, not to force him in a situation of listening, but to allow him to realize that you just want to connect on a deeper level. So that's how I would kind of slowly start going about it. Yeah. I mean, I think too, just like doing the check, like um, if you start doing the check-ins, you can ask him for what you need too. just like we talked about, just asking for what you need and just saying like, Hey, I really would like for you to have the more deeper conversations with me or, you know, but say it from a nice place, not a attacking, like mm -hmm. you never have deep conversations with me or right. Is that right. Yeah. I think so. Good question. Yeah. That's a really good question, but good luck. Cause it's not always easy. Just remember, just have, have patience with them because men, we were just taught differently. Majority of men were taught differently um, by our parents, by society to not open up to the level that we would want to. So just bear with them. But why? Why has, have we been taught that? Yeah. Like how would I teach Jace that? I guess I'm confused. I'm like, you know what I mean? So Teaching Jace that is something like I'm looking forward to that, like as a dad, as a male, to open up to him. So, you know, our parents' generation wasn't, especially the males, weren't very open with feelings and weren't good at articulating what they were feeling and what was going on. And then, God forbid, the next generation, my grandfather and them, like, that's just one of those things. So I never learned as a male, I never saw it. I never was taught, hey, if you're feeling something, come to us and express it and express what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we have the tools now to teach Jace and Jolie mm -hmm. to, hey, when you have feelings, express them. Here's a healthy way how to express them instead of going elsewhere to express your feelings or mm, being okay. rageful or whatever. So yeah. it's, you know, hopefully our generation, you know, is more open to therapy, is more against the stigma of men have to be tough you know statues that don't show any emotion and just rub dirt on everything so i'm optimistic that our generation can start to change that and then more men down the road can be more open vulnerable yeah vulnerably and emotionally yeah no for sure i hope so but it's interesting though because with jace like every time he has like a cut or whatever you're kind of like you in a way already are like sissy like he's so sensitive but it's like, in a way, you're already trying to take away that, like, sensitivity in them. No, I think it's, there's a difference between, you know, it's, yes, I understand what you're saying. But there's also, I think, a balance, right? If there still has to come a point in time where they have to deal with something on their own and they have to, to, to suck it up. And like, there still has to be that toughness where if every little boo-boo or every little time they fall, we run over there as fast as we can and pick them up and, and oh, are you okay, are you okay? Make this big thing about it. Then that's any time something goes wrong, that's how they're going to react. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we, we have to balance it out where, okay, if he falls and scrapes or Joey falls and scrapes, let them get themselves up. Mm -hmm. Let them come to us and show us what happened. So I think there is a balance instead of every time 
you know, being so sympathetic and like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And so I think that's important, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah. Any more questions out there, Danielle? that have come your way? Um, we're super excited because we've got um, Sabina and Tyler Rich, Marion Romaine from, um, well, Tyler Rich is an amazing country artist and his wife, Sabina, she's awesome, actress, model, all the things. And then uh, Marion Romaine, they are from Selling Sunset. So um, we're excited to do a little couples panel here. Um, yeah, it's going to be really fun. And then yeah. we'll be playing a game and Tyler Rich is going to perform, which is going to be awesome. Tyler and Sabina are great. We haven't met Marion Romaine yet. No. So I'm be interested to talk to them. And yeah. I mean, we don't hold back. We're just going to dive into personal questions. And that's how we roll on Wind Down for all of you who listen. Okay. Um, let's get our couples on because it's painful to just talk to each other. So. Um, let's get, um, uh, Mary and Romaine and Tyler and Sabina on with us. Hi. Hey. Okay. Bye. Did you just close the deal? Uh, <laughs> could you guys hear us the whole time? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've got a new listing. I'm trying to get photos done right now. Are you voting for Chriselle on Dancing with the Stars? Absolutely, but I'm gonna listen to Nelly while I'm voting for her. <laughs> I'm gonna have his like "Must Be Money" song in the background. <laughs> so, okay, the age difference. How has that been working with y'all? Because what's is it? How many years different? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, what, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, that's not that bad. But then you work like really closely with your ex, with your yeah. ex-boyfriend. So, yeah. Yeah. Remember, do you ever get jealous? No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I got super close now with Jason. It's like my best friend. So it's like I'm almost more with him. I mean, not right now, but before <laughs> I, I used to be more with him than her with him, so it's like she was, what's so funny? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to, uh, yeah, I used to spend so much time with him, so I got so close, so I never uh, feel like, it's like a brother, and then they never make me feel like I have to worry about anything, and then it's like really, you know, respectful. That's cool, I mean, Jana's ex-husband is, him and her wife now really good friends of ours and so remain i can relate to that because jana does you know uh puts uh auditions on tape with him and it's one-on-one -on -one with him and i understand that like once you like have that relationship with him there's nothing to worry about yeah as long as everyone is respectful with everyone and then you know they never make you feel like uncomfortable or have like you have to worry about anything in you know all the ways possible then I don't think, you know, it should be, you know, a problem. You know, I'm friend with like some of my ex and I mean, you know, you can still be normal. It just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a healthy amount of jealousy? Because Michael and I've talked before, he's, you know, I had an attractive co-star I was just with this past month and it's like he wasn't jealous at all. And I'm almost like, I, I wanted him to be jealous a little bit. I wanted to feel like this 
prize possession, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. And he just uh, was like, oh. it didn't make sense to me. You know? Yeah, honestly, I think it goes, it goes back. It, it's weird because he's so secure and normally I'm so secure too. Um, and, and I think the only time where he doesn't get, get jealous about like my relationships with Jason or, or any of my other friends or anything like that. But there are a couple occasions where I'm like, what, what was that? Who are you talking to? And I'm not that person, but I don't take it very far, but you know, I do have a little bit of jealousy, but funny enough, he wants me to be more like that than I am. And for me, I'm like, that was enough for me. <laughs> like, like that was like, I was embarrassed like that I got that, like that jealous. Cause I, I know he's trustworthy. He's, I mean, he's just like straight to the point. And if he was going to do something, he'd be like, I'm going to do this and he's going to rub it in my face. <laughs> so there, he's never going to do anything behind my back. So, but just, there are like, there are girls flocking to him all the time, but most of the time I just trust him. But there's been a couple occasions where, where I'm like, hmm. Wait, Romy, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from France. I'm born and raised in uh, in Paris. And then after I moved with my parents when they opened the business in the, um, in the West side, next to the sea. And then, uh, and then when I was 18, I started traveling, you know, overseas. And how, Marianne, Romain, how did you guys meet? So his boss, uh, I was friends with his old boss that was bringing him over on his work visa. And I was showing him and another guy around like for places to live. Um, I had talked to him for probably, six yeah, yeah probably six about months, six yeah. months on WhatsApp. And I just, I was dating another guy at the time, never even looked at his photo. Um, it just didn't. I don't know. I, there was no reason to. And and once he got there, he hopped in my car and I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like this guy is insane. And we basically started dating about a week later. We just hit it off right away. We had an amazing conversation, um, showed him around for a couple of days. I invited him out with Jason and Brett and we all like hung out as a group. They gave their approval, <laughs> and, which I mean, we all have to give each other's approval um, for people we date. And um, yeah, we've been together ever since. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Sabina, Tyler, are, can, are we heard? Oh, yeah. Yes. We can hear you. I don't know what's going on you? there. We're good. The love story is awesome. We love the story. Love the love story. Love an love a <laughs> unexpected love story. And congrats on the book. And thanks for having us. Uh, Thank, thank you. you guys. Thanks for coming on. So Tyler, Sabina, how was quarantine since we last talked to you? So you, you came on Wine Down a few months ago. So how has it been a few months later? A lot of cocktails. Yeah, lots of cocktails. Um, not much has changed. <laughs> um, I put out my album, which was cool and exciting. Um, Sabina, her new show came on TV. Like stuff we were working on forever that we got to see come to fruition in the middle of quarantine now. So but as far as the sitting on the couch and trying to stay productive thing, it's comes in waves. Are you guys in LA? Yeah, we're in LA right now. I feel like everyone's moving from LA to Nashville. Like there's so many people that are leaving LA. Have you seen a lot of changes in the market? And for, you know, and for Tyler and Sabina, is it something where, you know, everything you love about California, I feel like is kind of stripped away right now. You really can't go outside 
you know, without having to wear a mask 24 seven, the restaurants you can't really go eat at. Um, I feel like, you know, the riots and every, everything else that's been going on. It's like, is there, is, is the energy in LA changed? Mary, I'll start with you. Um, so we are seeing a lot of people move actually to LA, not as much from LA unless people, I, we, I have seen people move to like Austin, Scottsdale or, or, um, Nashville is one, but there's a lot of people moving from New York to, uh, to LA. Um, the fact that you can do, you can work wherever you want. Now everyone's working from home. You can work wherever you want. So a lot of people want to be in better weather and where there's still just as much opportunity and, and a lot of places have, you know, New York and LA, um, bases. So yeah, we're seeing a lot of people move from there, but the market is insane from like 3 million and under it's like multiple offers over asking prices over that, you know, it starts going down a little bit, but, um, there's, it's, it's crazy right now, at least in real estate. What about you guys? How are you feeling in LA with everything going on? Our goal, we're, tr we're trying to home hunt in Nashville and in LA right now. And we're certainly seeing that in our price range, like everything we fall in love with, everything's getting at like 50, you know, 50,000, 100,000 over asking price. And like, what is happening? Yeah. And Nashville's <laughs> yeah. like crazy because Nashville real estate's doubled from what I've seen probably in the past two years. And, um, it is kind of like people are leaving New York to get what they can find that's better because they're stuck in little concrete boxes. But then like you're saying, people are leaving LA and going to have so many friends are moving to Austin. So many people are going to Tennessee now and being raised in California and living in LA for so long and then leaving for Nashville for my music and then finally getting to come back and live here for seven months straight. It was like you said, Jenna, it, was, it sucks because I can't do any of the things I loved about living in LA. Everything's closed. So, the, uh, the only thing I currently like about LA is this, um, and which is cool because, you know, well, I mean, it's like, it's like, I'm, at least I'm not stuck inside alone. Yeah. That's, uh, but our first year of marriage is cool. Not going back and forth between States and touring and all that stuff. But I'm sure you can understand, like there was a time where you had to be an actor living in LA to be pursuing your dreams here. And I know you probably get this. And now like I haven't every single one of my auditions is a self tape. So I'm like, I can basically be, Anywhere. So in a way, you kind of wonder, we're like, why are we here still right now, paying this crazy rent? Yeah. Let me ask both of you this: What's been the best thing about quarantine for your relationship? And Tyler and Sabina, I'll start with you guys, and then Mary and Romaine, you guys go next. Um, I would say the something that I've learned about Tyler is is um, his 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 word to himself. It's something that he's been teaching me I'll wake up and I have a to-do list for the day and I'll be like well I can do it tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday and my things roll over to day to day to day but Tyler he like keeps his word to himself like he wakes up when he says he's going to and works out when he says he's going to and he has you know he does he does but like I really admire that like he makes me want to be better because I'm like oh I'm like, oh, cocktail, cocktail hour can start at 2 p.m. today. It's fine. <laughs> He's just like a man of to the people in the white and to himself. And it's teaching me to want to be better for, for me and him. Sweet. She calls it just being productive. Time. I call it OCD. Fair. I'm just. Uh... <laughs> All right, Mary, remain uh, you guys. 
Um, well, as quarantine has been pretty, I mean, it's been crazy for us because since we didn't have any quarantine pretty much at yeah. all. I mean, she had like, I think a week, I didn't have one day of quarantine. Yeah. And since then we, we have been able to work. So we have been working like crazy, both of us. So for us, it's like almost we've been working more than what we used to. So <laughs> literally, we didn't get to see each other that much. Yeah. Uh, we tried recently. We I went to France and come back. Went to Austin actually not so long ago, and tried to um, last weekend. We went to the weekend and then this coming as well. So we tried to uh, you know get do like to uh, do like kind of a staycation. Yeah, we can't do much, but at least you know just go two hour away. You know, stay at an hotel and then you know enjoy the beach, food and everything. So we get to spend a little bit of time together because it's been really crazy for both of us. Yeah. yeah. He wakes up in the morning right before I wake or he leaves right before I wake up. And then I'm up when he gets home, he eats, packs his gym bag and goes this day because we have like, nothing's really changed for us. I mean, it, we've done this for a couple years now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how we're still together. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but what you guys were saying, um, it, we're kind of like that too, where exact he's like, same. he's a very like on point. He's like, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna be healthy. I mean, and he plans his meals and he packs everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm exhausted from the day. I'm still on my laptop working until like 1.30 a.m. I'm ordering takeout. I'm not doing that. Like I ordered Thai from across the street all the time. And he's like, no, I have to be very structured. <laughs> Good luck with that. We were at a wedding your cousin's wedding weekend and I was wearing a dress shirt, you know, button down shirt that, you know, custom shirt that fit me great about six months ago. I was leaning back in a chair and I, inhaled and Jan and I both heard a rip. <laughs> so needless to say, today I got back on the bike and went for a bike ride. Because I was like, okay, I'm done. All right, you guys, let's go to Easton. Where are you at, our engineer Easton? Let's bring a friendly face um, to this unwind. There he is. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I'm very excited Good to be doing you. this. We're going to have a lot of fun. So here's how this is going to work, okay? I've got, I've got some hard-hitting questions here, and we're going to go just down the, down the row of couples, and I'm, I'm going to ask each of you, uh, these questions and this is rapid fire so try to answer in a succinct fashion but uh <laughs> but, you know we we do want to be honest we want you to be truthful we're going to start with janet and mike because oh. that is who uh you guys are in the hot seat and i think you probably have the quickest answer to this first one so janet and mike my first question for you what do you guys fight about the most <laughs> i would say your defensiveness Yes, and Jana's constant questioning. <laughs> but the question you let me just say is, is more like, do you want an apple? And he gets annoyed with me asking if, I, if he wants an apple. So no, it's like, what are you doing? I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, right for that. I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right. Tyler and Sabina, it's your turn. What do you guys fight about the most? Music. 
Honestly, I think the two biggest arguments we've ever gotten into were at our engagement party and on our wedding day, both about music. Both about music, because he likes to like get the music like real turned up. I like it too. I think there's like a time and a place. And like at our engagement party, he put on like he put on like 1 a.m. music at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon with like our families. And I was like, this is like a lot for family time. And then at our wedding too, it was the like 11 p.m. playlist came on at like 9 p.m. And it was like, I was like showing up for our, in my second dress change. And I was like imagining this like a grand entrance in my second dress at our wedding. And it was like, and it was like the craziest, most intense music. I'm like, I, it's too early for this music. And he's like, I like this music. I'm I was like, like, there's nobody sitting down. Our biggest argument <laughs> about people are at our wedding. Those are our biggest arguments about music. About music. Yeah. And temperature. <laughs> well, you said you said temperature too. Do, do Sabina, do you like it cooler and Tyler likes it warmer? How how does that work? Ty will call me when we're not together and he's like, Oh my god, what a sexy outfit you have on why don't you wear this when i'm at, at home with you i'm like because you keep it at 66 degrees that's the compromise is you want 66 i'm in a sweatsuit <laughs> i like like 74. <laughs> anything over 70 i'm just like a sweating mess <laughs> mary and romaine what do you guys, you guys fight about the most nothing oh <laughs> uh, i would say <laughs> is <it> good one? <laughs> I would say um, um, I'm a cat and he's a dog. If anyone gets oh, that, yeah. um, so I am. I'm extremely busy and I I don't need a lot of attention and I don't give it. So sometimes I give it, sometimes I don't. And then I'm just I'm kind of oblivious. I'm just in my own world. I've got so many things going on. And he's like, baby, bizu, bizu. Like he's trying to get my attention. I'm like, what, what? And and I don't pay attention. And he's like. What do I have to do? And and I I I don't pay enough of attention sometimes. <laughs> no, she's like and she's like flying all mad. the time. Like I don't know, she has hundred things in his head, and like she's like, you talk to her like for some time for five minutes. And like what? Oh my god, that pissed me off so bad. Oh. And, you know, and she said, oh, just just go ahead, just tell me one more time, and you restart. You know, it's going to be nice. And then she look at you two minutes after. <laughs> oh my god it's almost all time i'm like i'm done what's the biggest pet peeve jane and mike we'll start with you what's the biggest pet peeve your partner has about you probably when i say i'm gonna like look at the weather but i do five things before i look at the weather app like i'll be like oh I'm, i gotta text oh i saw this one let me do this and he's like have you even checked the weather and i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay one second like and then i'll do it the thing I do that probably bought uh, is the biggest pet peeve for Jana right now is if I move something. So she's like, "Hey, can you put that beer bottle and I'll put it away?" I'll be like, "Yeah," and I'll like move it like a step to where it has to go. So I won't just like do it right away. I'll just kind of put it off. I'll be like, "Ah, I'll be walking that way later." So then I'll throw it away. Tyler Sabino, to move on to you, what's the biggest pet peeve your partner has about you? He hates my piles. I have piles everywhere, like little piles, like things that need to go away, laundry that needs to go away, things out of my purse. And they're always like little piles in the bed and like the floor. There's little piles it, on the, in the bathroom. He's like, well, I don't understand what he's in the car. She has piles of things everywhere. But they're just like things that like are intended to go like, to the right place, but they never make it there. 
like to go to sleep every night, we have to put a pile of things on the ground <laughs> and then go to bed. And sometimes if I go to bed first, we'll come in and the pile is just on her side. Sometimes I don't even know what the piles are. I'm like, I don't even know how they how they happen. They're just like always there. Random papers. Nobody gets more papers in the mail than her. Random papers. My mom tells me to keep everything. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to. I don't want to be looking for it. So I keep it all. Keep it all. It's just piles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> a lot of piles and a lot of OCD. I don't know. I get mad. It's your hair. I was going to say, yeah, like I'm always, I'm never not trimming something, you know, and, and I, and it's hard to clean it all up. You know? He gets like, mad at my piles and I say, <laughs> look, look, look at your hair everywhere. It's so many little hairs, you know what I mean? Like, and to get it all in, it's, it's sink. a lot of hair. We have a flat sink. It's not my fault. It's not, oh, you know, it's, it's not round or flat. Sink. Very so tough sink to get you. It's like all in the corners. It's not ideal. Don't get that if you have not <laughs> You're coming to our house. It's just piles and hair. So. <laughs> That's great. I feel you there. I feel you there. All right, uh, Marion Romaine. What is your partner's biggest pet peeve about you? I don't know for me, but I know her. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he he likes to fart um, like whenever he feels the need to, and and to me, I'm like, there there is a restroom, like right there it's like five feet away can you not do that it just it's just rude and sometimes in the car and and he's like but but yeah, wait until we got home and then he gets out of the car and he's like i held it for you like he was like a little bit good job baby good job <laughs> but he he it works out a lot and he eats a lot of protein so it's not like like no they're, they're very offensive so that's why i care <laughs> yeah that's a lot amazing. of information sorry about that <laughs> and me uh what's a little bit um like you she has a pile of shit everywhere uh and then what i had the most when she walked at the shower right <laughs> So there's the bag for the, you know, dirty laundry, right? Right next to her. No, she dropped her clothes on the floor. <laughs> and she walked away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's just right next to it. And you leave this right there. And no. Guys, Mary and Romaine, thank you guys so much for coming on uh, Unwind or unwind uh event tonight we really appreciate it. you guys are freaking hilarious and we need um, to have you on the she's having you unwind down for sure but um thank you for coming on yeah, so appreciate it. It. and uh, we'll keep watching selling sunset amazing thank you. thank you nice to meet everybody Hey Tyler, I'm so excited. I haven't been to a concert since January, so game time. Buddy. Game time. Uh, this song is called Real Love. Um, you know, your book is all about you know the good fight and fighting for love that matters and stuff. And uh, this is about the breakups and the makeups and all that stuff. And uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> we were looking for that real love, talking head over heels. Love makes you wanna get down on your knees with some honesty. Finally see the deal. Love, the piece of heaven you hold on to. 
Mystery wishes with you. From the moment that you met her, you knew it was forever. Go ahead and tell her how you feel. That real love. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, oh, that was so awesome. Ah, oh, thank you. I love it. Amazing. So good. Awesome. Thank you guys, you. I can't wait for us to hang out in person. I know. Please. Man. I know. Next time you guys are in Nashville, just let us know, okay? And let's still hang out. Absolutely. Oh, I loved every single couple tonight. They're so fun. They're so much fun. It's it is hard. I hope you guys are bearing with us because like the two second delay, it is just hard to have that natural flow of conversation. When you're just trying to, you know, comment or react or ask more questions, yeah. it's, it's tough and uncomfortable. So I hope you guys are bearing with us. We'll definitely get uh, Mary and Remain on the podcast so we can have a deeper conversation with them because they look like a oh, ton I, of fun. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, they look amazing. Oh I just would want him to talk to me all day long. He could ask me questions in that accent all day long. <laughs> Why you put your clothes there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, we're gonna do a little Q and A before um, we end the night. So the first question is from Samara: What advice do you both have for women in their twenties in the dating pool? Um, my advice would be: Don't change yourself for someone. So don't. Um, what I used to do is I would kind of camouflage—not camouflage, but I would morph into the type of person that I would think the guy wanted me to be. Um, and instead, I should just been myself and figured out who I was. Um, and also I would say, take your time. There's no rush. Enjoy your twenties. Um, and don't settle because there's plenty of people out there. Um, and be picky, be extremely picky. When mm -hmm. a red flag comes up, just be picky and, you know, notice it. I don't know. Yeah. If you spend more time in your twenties, finding out who you are and what you want, then you'll spend less time dating around and wasting your time. So yeah, what Jan said was spot on. All right. Question two, what are your daily struggles in your relationship? How do you learn to get let go of the small things? I think our daily struggle in the relationship is just communication. I think it can be hard at times um, and reactions, uh, communication along with the reaction from communication. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that can just the the normal life stuff when you're tired or frustrated from the kids or you're just having a, a hard day. I feel like it can just you might react in a way that you might not have reacted if you you know weren't having a crappy day. So I think um, you know that those things can be difficult. Um, and how do you learn to get let go of small things? I think in our relationship, like we've figured out ways to get over the small things just because they don't really matter at the end of the day but it's still important i think to revisit them just so that it doesn't blow up and to not hold on to them yeah and i think along with that is like you know we tried to especially early on and we're so guilty of it at times we're trying to manage each other's feelings like if the, if we're perceiving them a feeling a certain way and maybe they're not we want to like dance around that or whatever so getting farther away from that and being less codependent and just allowing someone to have their feelings and not making them your own kind of gives you that gift of being able to not sweat the small things and just kind of 
then next thing you know, an hour goes by, you guys come back together and everything's fine. So, yeah. Yeah. Question three is from Jen. Y'all have been so open. How do you draw the line on what to share and what not to? You know, we've been pretty consistent on, on what we share and what we don't. Um, the, the topical stuff, we, we've shared everything, really, that we've been through. It's just the detailed information um, that doesn't change the, what we're talking about. It's just, it's irrelevant, really, when it comes down to it. So, and those, that's personal detailed information for us. And it would only do harm by sharing it. So there's no point. A question for us from Maria. My friend's husband of seven years cheated on her and she just found out they have four kids. How should she respond in fighting the good fight? Um, I would, first of all, it sucks to just be there for your friend because that's the worst feeling. Finding out is by far the worst feeling ever. Um, and don't, don't feel like you have to give her advice. Just be there to listen. Because I'm sure you can relate. You probably said a million things, and people were, were probably giving you advice, but really you were just saying a million different things that you just wanted to vent and get off your chest. Yeah, and I would just for her, if the husband is sorry, um, doesn't sound like he came forward, which is a total shame. Um, sucks for her that she had to find out. Um, but I would say that you know if he's willing to work encourage her to try to fight the good fight if he's willing to um, show up and do the work because um, that's the first step is him willing to to try to um, to heal and repair question five from Adam was there anything you learned for the first time about the other while writing the book I feel like I learned that you eat really loud. Like that was the first time we've actually had like lunch in the same room together and you kind of chomp real loud. <laughs> um, I, I think for both of us, the biggest thing was like we learned how each other work and how differently we work. And early on, we, you know, we try to like combat that, like try to conform the other to working the same way that we do. Um, but then really we started hitting our stride when we found out, okay, we talk about things, we brainstorm, we get the ideas and then we separate to write. And that was what became the most beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys, that's a wrap. Um, thank you so much for unwinding with us tonight. We so appreciate it. And, um, just thank you again for all your support with our podcast wind down and also on fighting the good fight with us. And we just want y'all to know that y'all are worth fighting for. Um, you should fight for yourself and, um, yeah, just keep fighting for the good cause. And, uh, we hope you guys have a safe and healthy night and a great rest of your 2020. And hopefully we'll be able to do a live show normal next year. Um, we love you guys. Fight the good fight. See you guys. Bye.